Hello and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We've got a wrestling episode number two tonight. We're joined with Andy. Andy, how are you? Good, thank you. Excellent. We got joined with uh, joined by Craig from Philly. How are you doing? All right, buddy. Good. So we've got this uh, AEW All In episode. Uh, yep. We're going to talk about have the guys talk about that. Give their uh, reviews. Give their thoughts of what they thought of the event. It was in Wembley. Yes. On Sunday, and I'm going to just uh, pull myself off here of this. Um, let's go with this. How does that look? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start with the, the, the breaking news, if you will. Um, I don't know if you heard there was an altercation. Funny, CM Punk was involved, him and Jack Perry. Um, happened a couple days before that to set it up. I guess uh, CM Punk has a lot to do with the, the save what happens on the Collision TV show. He has a lot called... Jack Perry wanted to do a bit where they used a glass, and he said, no, that's real glass. We're not going to use it. No. And words were exchanged and whatever. Well, during Jack Perry's match, they, a, a bit came up where they were on a car, and he was supposed to su- get suplexed through the windshield. And he goes right up to the camera. He goes, look, it's real, gr- it's real glass. Cry me a river. That was Jack Perry's quote. Well, I guess after his match, him and CM Punk had words that said something, you know, alpha males, bot, bot, you know, button heads. CM Punk ends up putting him like in a chokehold because like CM Punk said, he goes, I'm a trained fighter because he had you know, that 0-2 record in MMA. He's a trained fighter. So he tries to choke him out. They send Jack Perry home from Wembley Stadium. He had to leave. Punk's match was next. He had his match and he left an hour later. Um, a lot of people are getting really sick and tired of CM Punk's crap back there. And as of this afternoon, they've both been suspended. So both were suspended. What are your thoughts on that, Craig? Yeah, I don't, I think this is, I think they're going to do away with CM Punk. He's not trying like he did. they might as well cut ties yeah he, he sorry about that I had an internet issue there he uh he puts the x on to call him the real world champion or something um they've suspended both and a lot of guys just want him gone he's just the cancer yeah i don't know how they're gonna do that he needs to go back to wwe even though he doesn't but i, I don't I, know if they're gonna want him after this did you know that Jack Perry's Luke Perry's son? Yeah, that's yep. I don't want too old. I was yep. like Luke Perry's kid. Yep. Uh, I, but yeah, it's not going to change. If ain't Jack Perry, be someone else. Yeah. So, yeah. It, Jack Perry's young in the industry. Maybe he was just trying to flex some muscle. Who knows? Um, you know, CM Punk's bit is this was my title. I never lost it. Well, yeah, because you got suspended the first time and injured. So they came up with a new new champion. Um, the word is in the next few months it was good, the two they're going to try to combine the belts, maybe, maybe keep his belts. They had a title belt for their show. Um, Punk's just cancer, and he's got to go. That's just my opinion. I mean, yeah, he puts buds in seats, he sells shirts, but you're chasing people away too. You're chasing talent away. Well, either that or you got to make him a major heel when he comes back because he. He'll get so booed if he. I don't yeah. know why he'll by now. 
Because I, I don't I don't know how people can cheer for him now as is after the first suspension, but we shall see. But let's get to the card. If you want to switch the pictures there, Dan, we'll get to it. They have what they call before a pay-per-view. Um, both all wrestling, major wrestlings do this. They have what they call zero-hour matches, which is a couple they'll put on their YouTube channel, free matches for everybody to watch. Hopefully they'll suck you in and you buy it. If not, you just get the free matches. Well, there are two zero-hour matches. Uh, the first one um, was MJF and Adam Cole against Aussie Open for the ROH tag team title. And to kind of set that up, MJF and Adam Cole were supposed to wrestle at the end of the night for the heavyweight championship. So friends here, but enemies at the end. So, again, a lot of people were watching. Is something going to happen here? What's going to happen? And it wasn't really that bad of Matt. I mean, nothing happened. There was no one guy turning on the other. They ended up winning the tag team title. And kind of a, a squash match, I thought. Ozzy opened them put much up for a fight. but So they got those through two done. Then the other match was Hook against Jack Perry for the FTW title. Hook wins that back, but that's when they had their say there. Um, are you a big Hook fan, Craig? Yeah, I kind of like Hook. I don't Taz know, boy. I don't mind him. I, I love his duplexes. I, I think he's fine. I mean, it can be a little easy at times, but overall, I like Hook. Give him a few years. Yeah. I, I don't think he'd ever be a promo guy, but... Yeah, he's always going to need a manager because he's not very good talking, so he's going to need a manager or something, but... Eventually, yes. So... Yeah, I like. I guess yeah, I kangaroo kick. Kangaroo, <laughs> kangaroo kick was used in the Aussie Open match by uh, MJF. He did do the kangaroo kick, <laughs> and, they, and they used the double clothesline to win it. So, I thought that would be the spot where Adam Cole turns on him and makes the main event. Just you know, and that was the whole angle. Everybody kept watching, watching, watching. Who's going to jump in? Who's going to do this? And nothing ever happened. Then we got to the main show, and I might have the order of some of the matches wrong, so I apologize if don't hold me to it. Um, they had a the six man title match, um, House of Black against the Acclaimed, and House of Black had a nice little uh, tribute to Bray Wyatt. They came out with the lantern, and just kind of set it in front for a while, and. Everybody had the little fireflies out for that. So that was a nice little tribute to Bray Wyatt there. Um, the acclaimed, and instead of daddy ass, Billy Gunn went with the badass Billy Gunn character. Um, they ended up winning the match. And at the end, this is, you know, they say sometimes there's a, a heel or face turn sometimes. They give the belts to the acclaimed. Well, the House of Black goes over and takes them, grabs them, and is like, well, what the hell are they doing? They went and handed them back over and shook their hands and left. So does that mean House of Black is become the good guys, the faces? Are they breaking up? And they just kind of wanted to acknowledge our team. We'll have to have to watch Wednesday and see. But that's how that went. Um, and Buddy Murphy, who's a member of the House of Black, if you did not know, is engaged to Rhea Ripley on Monday Night Raw. Mommy. Uh, yeah, I'm, not... um, I'm sorry, what? 
I'm not attracted to Rhea Ripley. What? No. You're not a big mommy fan? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> All right. Wow. Appearance-wise, no. All right. Then there's another six-man match. It was out of Bullet Club Gold against the Elite Gold, if you will. Uh, Ibushi, Omega, and Hangman Page against Bullet Club Gold and Takashi. And it, this was one of those matches. This one, this, this ending really surprised me. Um, typical match, like a six-man match. Everybody's doing their finisher to other people. Omega goes, gives his finisher, finisher a knee to the guy. Then as he lands, um, Tabashi ends up rolling him up for the one, two, three. So what the hell was that kind of finish? Good finish, don't get me wrong, but totally surprised everybody, which is the whole idea of it, you know. So that was a good match there. Um, let's see, the uh, Stadium Stampede match. Not a big fan of these. Just kind of what it is what it is. Um, long story short, it was Blackpool Combat Club and Pride and Powerful against our best friends, Penta and A. Kingston. Ended up being Orange Cassidy pinning um, Claudio Castioli, which is crap. Well, I'm so over Orange Cassidy, I can't stand him. He needs yeah. to go away. i tell you this much. If I was in charge of AEW, I would give everyone but Claudio a pink flip as they walk back. I mean, like, hit the road. <laughs> Claudio, I like Claudio. A lot of people like Claudio. It's hard to say a bad thing about him. He's a good guy. He's in a bad role right now. Um, a Will Offspray against Chris Jericho. Um, started out, Jericho had his band there, Fozzie. So he sang his entrance on the way down. I guess uh, Fozzie played a little after the show, too, or before the show, so... Little plug for them. Osprey ends up winning the match clean. Uh, kind of gets his him over. Osprey's beating Omega and Jericho and beat all the big names in the last year. So he's kind of the name to watch coming up here in the next few years. I like Osprey. I like. I like Will Osprey. I like good. It. Um, in, in the Jericho Osprey match, um, Sammy Guevara did come out to ringside with Jericho. Never interfered. He stayed just at ringside, you know. After the match, he got in the ring, and Jericho just kind of pushed him away and walked off. So we'll see how that – again, watch Wednesday night and see what happens. Um, the match I was least interested in at all was the coffin match. <laughs> Swole Strickland and Christian Cage against Darby and Sting. Funny, Darby won a coffin match. Shocking, you know. Um, Christian Cage is my favorite. I like him. He's good. Great promos. I think he's got the best promos. Me, Starks, and Reigns, and we're talking WWE, but AEW, yep. Starks, and MJF, and Christian Cage. Top yep. three. They're really good, yeah. And that's that's one of the matches where they were kind of saying, um, it's been rumored the last week that Adam Copeland, or Edge, was going to show up. So that's kind of the only reason I was paying attention to that match to see if he'd show up. If he even does, who knows? Um, well, Jay Uso neither. Well, yeah, well, the Uso guy, he did re-sign with WWE, so he's back over there, so no Uso's coming over. Okay. Um, Punk and CM Punk and Samoa Joe, Punk went over on that one. Um, the women's match, this was kind of a face turn in there. 
It was uh, Sheeta, who was the champion at the time going into the match. Tony Storm, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Soraya, or Paige as she was in WWE. She's being from England. She had her family at ringside. Gee, who's going to win the match? I have no idea. When one gal gets to bring her family down from comes down to the ring with her at ringside. So, of course, Soraya wins. Um, her and Tony Storm got into it, though. She ends up using their little spray paint they used to spray Tony Storm in the eyes and pinned her. So that little faction might be breaking up there, too. Well, it's a hometown win. Hometown girl, like I said, when you walk down with your family, they come down the entrance ramp with you to sit in the front row. Kind of know who's going to win. Um, FTR against the Young Bucks for the AEW Tag Team titles, um, kind of ending their feud. They're, they're in a match each. This was like number three. Young Bucks came out in some uh, white pants and leather jackets, kind of as a tribute to Freddie Mercury. Um, it was a good match. FTR goes over with the win. Uh, they go to shake Young Bucks' hands afterwards, and the Bucks just left. So, again, are they making a heel turn? Are they just leaving? Who knows? Um, and a lot of people were saying, as these matches went on, you know, because that CM Punk, um, Jack Perry incident was like right before the first match. Punk and Joe were the first match on the pay-per-view. And everybody was all upset that that's all people are going to talk about. They're not going to talk about their show, which just turned out to be true. But I think they all kind of stepped their game up so there would be less talk of that altercation. Because... In the last five, six years, this is the best pay-per-view I've seen. And I still got to the best match of the night yet. So, you know. Um, then it was the title match. MJF gets Adam Cole. Kind of your stereotypical match. Adam Cole played the heel for most of the match. Um, they had one part where they clotheslined each other, fell down. Each had an arm on the other guy, so the ref counted them both out. So that's a draw. Adam Cole says, no, I need five more minutes. And MJF says, no, we're going to go until we got a winner. And the 81,000 people get all excited. Um, Kyle comes down to the ring. He tries to interfere, doesn't. MJF wants to use the ring, doesn't. Cole is kind of wanting to hit him with the belt. Does They're both wanting to cheat. And never did. Uh, MGF ends up getting the win. Uh, they almost break up at the end. They hug it out. Kind of don't, still don't believe it, what's going on. But MGF is still your champion. And after that, they, first of all, they announced 81,000 people were there. And after that match, they announced they're going back next year again to Wembley. So start saving your money now. Craig will go. Uh-huh. We'll see if Dan will fund it for the show and we'll write it off. <laughs> nice. Now, nice. Now, if I was writing this, thing, this is how I would do it. I would have... Now, if they didn't have M. Coulter and I'm in the first match, No. I would have Roderick Strong and MGF turn on Adam Cole. Well, see, that's what I kept thinking is because the whole kingdom faction would come, maybe come down... <laughs> Because it's going to be someone from the kingdom, I think, is going to challenge those two for the ROH tag belts. And then that's how you'll get Adam Cole to split. 
because I think the plans originally before this night started would be, do they want to combine the belts between CM Punk and MJF? Do they want to keep us? They got two different champions for the other show. Okay, now that Punk's pulling what he did, what do you do? You say, okay, one more match, you got to lose to drop the belt and kick rocks and get out of here. You know, who knows? Yeah, lose it to Ricky Starks. You know, and that's the thing about the show. Ricky Starks wasn't there. Um, Chris Statlander didn't wrestle to defend her TV title. She wasn't there. Um, a couple other names that I thought should have been there didn't show up. But then again, then you turn it into a WrestleMania and you got matches just to have that. You know, I think they could have done away with that uh, the casket match. They could have done away with that, but Sting and 81,000 people, you kind of have to. Um, and there was only the one ladies match. It was a four-way match. You could have had Willow Nightingale with the ROH title do a match on zero hour. Just in one woman's match in the whole thing. Um, two six-man tags. I mean, you, which is kind of good to get less matches to get more people out there. But I, I liked, I loved the pay-per-view. The coffin match and the stadium stampede were probably the biggest snores to me because, oh, you know. The, the best part in the stadium stampede, though, John Moxley took a fork to Orange Cassidy's head and just kept pounding it in. <laughs> yeah, that was that was worth the price of admission right there to see that. <laughs> the best friend's mom. Yeah, she she pulled up. She drove up with a car and had baking pans of treats. So they're using the baking pans. Yeah, crying out loud. But uh, Tony Khan did avoid questions about the altercation during the post match interviews. So we'll have to see what they say Wednesday, if they do anything about it, or say elephant in the roof, if they say anything. Um, I think they probably dump Punk. They should probably say, you know what, this is this is it. You know, yeah, that's two seasons. I, like, I actually like Punk, but I don't know. I, what else are you going to do now at this point? Yeah, he's a good wrestler, good worker, don't get me wrong, but A, when he came back, I don't think he was worth all the hype. I don't think it was that big a deal he came back, but yeah, Eric, like, what are they thinking? He's, he's yeah. I have to kind of agree with. Them. I like the guy, but yeah. Now they're gonna have their all out now in a couple weeks, which will kind of if there's any any bows to be put on any of these matches, they'll do it then or start new feuds, but you know at that pay per view. Um. Because a lot of these feuds all kind of ended it all in, which is kind of cool, you know. So it's all new stuff to be starting now, except for the Adam Cole MJF stuff. That's always gonna be kind of going on until they lose the tag belts, really. I will say this about AEW: I think their booking has been for the past six months have been way superior than it has been in the first four years. Yeah, he's really picked it up in the last few months. Yeah, I don't know who's someone's got to be helping them or something. I I don't know, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the first four years, I was like, what is this, you know? And I, the, I the first of helping them. Better, but um, it's coming along. I'm I'm getting more invested in AEW. I, the, yeah, so. Uh, I heard on uh, multiple podcasts, Tony Khan was asked, who would take over booking if you weren't around? Say you got sick or something happened. He goes, well, I've had someone help me because I've been busy lately. Brian Danielson. Well, 
it so was, there, there's your answer on why it's getting better because he's getting his ideas in his hands in there, I bet. So, yeah, I mean, can't do nothing about Orange Cassidy, I guess, but well, but, he's he's real tight with Tony Khan, so yeah. that's why he kind of still has his belt and gets with his wins all the time because Tony Khan just thinks the sun rises and sets on his ass. So, just gotta hope that he gets a spleen torn out of him or something. Yeah. Gone for like a year. Yeah, him and Darby Allen, I'm not big fans of. So I like Darby Allen. I like his intense. I, I do too, but I mean, I, I guess the way he gets thrown around like a rag doll for the whole match, then comes back and wins. It's like underdog victory things all the time gets boring. Yeah, he just gets stopped every now and then to be kept real. I don't know what they're going to do with the Hardys now. Yeah. What they're doing. That's where we were talking about. I saw the Jason Inc. the other day about it. And uh, if Edge or Adam Copeland, whatever name he goes by when he comes over, you know, they could tie up, but they got a nice night. You have the Hardys, you have Edge and Christian, FTR, Young Bucks, kind of a four man tournament in a way, you know, like, like they do for the Olympic hockey, kind of a round robin, if you will. Those four teams over the course of a month. That would be kind of cool. Well, wouldn't it be cool if they they would have to do a quick switch, but have for some reason the Hardys get mad at Christian, make him a baby face, and then also he goes, "I got a, I got a partner for the next pay per view," and then Edge comes up. Yep. When that yeah. that, would be, that would be the way I would book. Yep. Make the young bucks heels. Yeah, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think they might do it. It'd be a nice little send off to do for Edge. You know, one last hurrah. So what do you think of managers like Don Callis? I like Don Callis. I, I'm okay with Don Callis. He's good. Um, the guy Sh- Swerve Strickland has, he's okay. He's the obnoxious <laughs> enough to be out there, but, you know, um, House of Black, they have Julia Hart. She got a little involved in the match, but that's – she's out there. She's not eye candy, but she's not interfering a lot. But you still gotta keep an eye on her, you know. I like those managers that are seen, not heard. Um, so, I'm pretty sure Sasha Banks will be in wherever she's going by now. Mercedes Monet, she was in the crowd, they showed her a couple times. So, I wouldn't be surprised if she makes an appearance somehow to do something. Um, yeah, we'll be wrong on the Nick Aldis. You know, Nick Aldis never showed up. I thought for sure Nick Aldis was showing up for something. But I found out a couple weeks ago he signed with WWE as a temporary promoter and back just to give it a trial, see how he likes it. Okay. Like trainer or promoter, promotions, whatever you want to call it. You know, everybody's so page calls it something. Uh, another note from NWA 75, they had their two-day big anniversary pay-per-view. EC3 won the championship. He beat Tyrus. And part of the stipulation is Tyrus has to retire, so that means he's going back to Fox News full-time. But EC3 finally has the world title there, so congrats wow. to him. But yeah, that's that's all in in a, in a nutshell there. Um, like I said, no, no new surprises. Maybe some face heel turns, you never know. Um, me, personally, I just don't like stadium stampedes and and – Coffin matches, especially with the, especially when Darby Allen's in the coffin match, you know who's going to win. Kind of t- him and Sting. Really? Think they're going to lose? Um, 
So there were good matches, don't get me wrong, but I could have gone without them. I was a comedy. They had Excalibur and Shivani. It was Excalibur, Taz, and uh, Shivani doing it, yeah. Oh. And Nigel McGuinness was down there, too. Nigel McGuinness was awesome. Yeah. I, I, I would dump Shivani. I'll give him. He did. He, he was way on there for part of it. It was Nigel McGuinness, Excalibur, and Taz. And Shivani was there to yell, yell sting when he came to the ring. And I was on it. <laughs> You know, um, I think they're doing a good job. I, I just wish, man, I knew MGF and Adam Cole were going to win the tag belts. I just wish that mid match wasn't such a squash match. I really do like Aussie Open. I think they're going to be good. Um, I saw the Young Bucks kind of losing because Matt Jackson still was having elbow issues, so he's going to need time off. So I didn't think they were going to win and get the titles because then you have to wrestle more often. Um, besides that, you know, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn getting the six man belt. I don't know how much gas Billy Gunn has left in the tank, so that might be just a till the end of the year type thing holding the belts. It's not gonna be a long title reign, I don't think, for them. Besides that, we shall see. I like said, Jack Perry being suspended. I don't know what's gonna happen with that storyline now. Yeah, I actually like the results of the show. Yeah, I mean, there were good results. The The women's match, I would have liked to see Keshta hold the belt because she just got it, hold it a little longer. But I could see why he gave it to Soraya because she's coming back seven years away from the business, da-da-da-da-da. Nice, feel-good story, you know. So I, I, I get that. But like I said, I would like to see she have the belt a little longer because she just got it. Um, There's one other one. It was... uh. Yeah, Bullet Club goal. I'm glad they won too because they've been kind of getting not getting a lot of big victories lately. So I'm glad they got one. Makes They're my them, favorite. I love those. Those guys are good, but makes them should be a little stronger now too. Uh, Juice Robinson, Jay White makes them look a little stronger now. They got a big win on a major pay per view, not on Collision, you know, or Rampage or something like that. We shall see. Um, Samoa Joe, I just wish I could have done more with him. Let's see more stuff come up for him coming up. That'd be kind of nice. Uh, I like Joe's work, ROH TV champ, so I'd see him get some more matches in. Uh, Pride and Powerful being back, though. Santana and Ortiz out there back. I love them as a tag team, too. So we'll see what happens. Them against FTR coming up. I bet you that's going to be the next feud. And that will be a good one to watch. Definitely. Heard it here first. Side, one side note. I wish they would make Dalton Castle a regular. Yeah, I like his work, Dalton Castle and the Boys. Oh, that's good comedy there. That, that's good humor, yep. Yeah. I, I like to see them against the acclaimed for the six man title. That'd be a decent match. They'd have fun with it. They could, you know, put them over. Yeah. That'd be a good match right there, yeah. Dalton Castle and the Boys. <laughs> They're good humor. The House of Blacks got me a little concerned if they're breaking up or what's going on with them. We'll have to see. Yeah, I'm not sure. I kind of like them. I first yeah. like them. They kind of grew on me a little bit. So. Yeah. Yes, they do. They're growing on me, and then also another lose the belt. It's like, oh, man. You know? 
Yeah, I think Malachi Black's an underrated wrestler. I think he can go. Yep. He, just, he just has to keep a character up. But as far as wrestling goes, I, I think he's pretty good in there. I, I like to see them get some tag team gold between the two of them somewhere. Because in that threesome, say they get the ROH titles or the, the AEW titles, invoke the old Freebird rule. Meaning, okay, this three-man team has a tag belt. Any two of us can defend it. Because the Freebirds would do that when they were tag champs. <laughs> it was called the Freebird rule. Any two can defend the title. So that was always kind of cool. I think House of Black had pulled that off. Well, did the New Day do that? Um, I don't think they – I think they tried, did a little bit. They did invoke the Freebird rule where two of the three could defend the belts. So that's what I got. Like I said, uh, a, uh, WWE has their big one coming up, I think, next weekend. Uh, AEW is all out again coming up in a couple weeks. So lots of big stuff coming up. Lots of people getting fired and suspended and contracts expiring all in time for the beginning of the new year. The holiday season. Yeah. It's a, it's a shame the way they're Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethor – are being used, but yeah, I mean, especially Jay Lethal. You know? Yeah, Jay Lethal's got so much more. To, but I think Jay Lethal's at the point where he's like, you know what? I've done my part. I'm okay. I'll help the younger guys over. You know, and Jeff Jarrett's the same way. Jeff Jarrett's old school. He's from his old man ran the territories back in the days. Jarrett's been in since he was in high school, so he kind of likes to run it old school sometimes too. So, well, he's the Texas Chainsaw Champion, if you saw the match last week. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Yeah. What has Dan got to say? Dan, any what, opinions, questions? Yeah, what was the attendance again? I didn't, I didn't get it. Didn't it was just it. over 81,000. Really? At Wembley Stadium, yep. That's yep. amazing. That's it's unreal. Yeah, it, it, she was packed. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anything else um, to wrap up the show here for the all-in summary? No, Review. no. Just uh, yeah, we'll probably do these about once a month, once every six weeks after major pay-per-views or something like that. Um, this is just one of uh, one of the few wrestling podcasts you're going to hear. Where every other sentence we don't say. Dave Meltzer is reporting. Oh, and. Every other wrestling podcast goes to, they always say, Dave Meltzer's reporting. Dave Meltzer says, Dave Meltzer can kiss my ass. All right. Well, th thanks for your time. Uh, Craig from Philly, thank you. And Andy, thank you for your time yeah. uh, for tonight for the show. We'll, we'll get this out there. Please remember to leave your uh, comments and questions uh, down there as well for the listeners. All right. And this is not, now this is coming on Monday night. This is kind of a special episode, but a regular sports edition will be tomorrow night. Exactly. So stay tuned. All right. Thanks again, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Right. See ya.